Chris. What up, Meryl? Welcome to the Chris and Meryl Show. What are you doing here? I thought this is Talking Story. It still it still says Talking Story in the iTunes store. Oh, no. we're oh, no. Maybe we'll have to change it. No, no we're going to change it's it. It's our new incarnation. It's the Chris and Meryl Show. Yes. It's been Talking Story. It was Cantori and you. And truth be told, I'm not a fan of doing podcasts by myself. No. I wanted my girl Meryl in the room. And now it's officially our... It's more your show than my show. Thank you. I'm very excited about that because I feel like with our radio show, we have a ton of fun but we're not able to do and say absolutely everything. And not I want, everything. We need a space, and this is the space. This is the new space. It's an extension of the radio show. In fact, we've got this guy, Justin, who's been helping us out on the radio show. He's interrupting our podcast now. What's up? Oh, no apologies necessary. You're doing your job, buddy. I think we're all timed out and good to go. Is it true and that Justin does push-ups? Yeah, we're for good the for the 11 o'clock. o'clock. Okay, good. Justin, yeah. is it true that you do push-ups super early in the yeah, morning? Yeah, no apologies necessary. Oh my gosh, that's Justin's very impressive. Justin's the man. He's been helping us out. We had this producer who's no longer with us, and in the interim, Justin's been forced to wake up at the crack ass of dawn and deal with us. How is it dealing with us every morning, Justin? It's really not so bad. It's not a, so bad. The hardest thing is getting out of bed. But getting Aww. out of bed. But seeing our faces in the morning, that's not the hardest thing? That's one of the better things about it. Aww, yes. he's so sweet. Those push-ups. You inspire me with your push-ups and the amount heart. of dairy you drink, Justin. Oh, you drink shit. a lot really? of milk, dude. He's getting his, he's oh, getting his calcium. Yes. He's getting yoked. All right. Thank you, Justin, and your bones. You too, brother. We appreciate you, man. So... Yeah, an extension of the radio show, and uh, we're going to keep doing it. I think we're going to release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Cool. That sounds feasible. And uh, let's talk a little bit about our history, maybe, because you moved to San Diego when, Meryl? In 2004. I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Went to school in Syracuse. It was super cold there and decided I wanted to move to the West Coast, the Is best Is that coast. what it was? Just uh, the weather bit, and you just was like, I'm going to pack it up and move to San Diego? Yes. In full, one of those? Yep. Full sincerity. My plan was to live in San Diego for one year. Uh-huh. And then live in LA. But I, I know, but I ended up getting a really good job at the Belly Up Tavern, a music venue, which right. is ultimately how you and I met. And then I just keep getting good job after good job here in San Diego. No, that's, keeps that's me here. You're destined to stay here. That's mm-hmm. that's how I feel. And that's how I felt about myself when I first moved to town in 88 to go to college. And I was like, I'm never leaving. I'm never leaving. And I'll punch my way through it. Just there are times where I want to leave or. Not want to leave. I feel like I have to leave. Because, oh my gosh, you're the most San Diego person I've ever known. But though, the cost in a good of way. living has almost forced me out of here before. Yeah. Where you know, I would go to L. Where you want to go is where I'd end up. To me, like L.A. to you is like the promised land for yes. success. And yep. You know, as far as your career, for me, L.A. is failure. Because it's like going back. Yes. Yeah. I, L.A. Was, is yeah. my Scranton, Pennsylvania. Right. It's Scranton, yep, right? Scranton. Okay. Did you live close to the office? Yes. Uh, the Steamtown Mall that they show right. is legitimately the mall that we went to. And then every now and then when they hold a mug that says like, Froggy 101, that's our country station. No way. So they do a lot of Scranton nods. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, for me, LA is like my Scranton. That's where my parents are. And if things really, and things have gone south here before for me to the point where, you know, I've lost a lot, but I still stayed uh, rooted in San Diego. Because I'd have to live with my parents. Uh-huh. You know, that would be the move. I'd <laughs> right. move in with my folks as, you know, in my late 40s, and I couldn't sign up for that. But you've been here in San Diego now for almost 10 years. Yeah. And when you were at the belly up, 
I was just so I just appreciated the fact that you were never jaded and you just seemed like a cool person. Yeah, and we became we we became good friends. You actually taught me Facebook. It was really funny where um our owners sent us they said you're going to meet with this guy named Chris Cantori and he's going to teach you this new thing called Facebook. And I remember my uh Beth and I drove Beth from the belly up and I drove down and met with you and you were telling us about like there's this thing called a wall that you write on and oh, I was honestly God. confused whether it was a physical wall or not or a digital wall. <laughs> yeah. No, digital digital wall and yeah that was when I first so I met you based on the timelines and when I first left 91x and I was trying to do my own thing yeah doing like kind of what I do now not that different but doing digital work and consulting people and their digital properties with content and that got me into internet radio and podcasting back in 2000 I guess it was 2008 or so and then we crossed paths and built just an organic friendship yes. just through, because she knew a lot of people in radio. Radio, she, yeah. And you were the, the contact person at the Belly Up. Exactly. And then parallel to that, I started doing the Belly Up podcast and got the chance to interview some really cool people and do some cool things with that. So we were running in parallel lines yep. and didn't know that we would intersect soon. It's a trip because then I got out of radio a couple of years ago and then we started meeting for lunch and talked about getting together in the podcast world. Right. And that union never really happened like we talked about it. It's had, tough when you're a freelancer. Exactly. Like, yeah. We were just running in a million directions where I never took it personal. But I was like, dang, we never really synced up and did what we wanted to do. Then I get the call from the radio station here in town, 100.7. You're like, do you want to guess DJ? And to tell you the truth, I said no the first three times. Right. Because you were kind of, you were done with radio. I was done enjoying what I was doing with my you site mm-hmm. and with podcasting. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then they started talking money, and then I started remembering how <laughs> expensive it is, you know, living here in San Diego. And you get that money every two weeks, guaranteed, right? And- versus stressing out and not knowing, you know, how to pay your bills. Right. So I said, "Hey, that sounds like a good plan." Started making some money again and got some stability for the first time in a long time. And uh, then they gave me the opportunity to uh, recruit players onto the show and you were the first person that, that came to mind that is so sweet i remember you sent me you dm'd me a blue heart and i was like wait what does this mean like, i don't know it, but with nothing else attached i sent you a blue heart yep you dm'd me a blue heart and and i didn't know what was yeah, it was like creeping on you no not at all no 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 you don't you're never creepy to me no it, it was like just out of a nowhere heart i'm like what is like what, what's, what's, what's up his sleeve? Yeah, yeah. What's and then about two uh, two days later, you and I talked, and it wasn't even something I was considering, just because I've seen other people in the past in radio and seen kind of what a fickle business it can be. Yep. And I was kind of carving out like more writing and podcasting and other stuff. But when I thought about working with you, I'm like, I thought that could be this could be really fun and yeah. have a grand old time. And it's crazy how fast it hit. The quickest success I've experienced in in radio, and it proved to me that we do have something special here. And uh, I'll never forget the first day, uh, the day you came in to audition, we auditioned a couple of studios over. We just did a couple of breaks. And after the first break, I, I remember, I'll never forget, I said something along the lines of, oh, you know, we were recording. And I'm like, you know my wife, Meryl, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, Heather, she's, I actually like your wife better than I like you. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, thinking to myself, I got her. This is our girl. This is exact. You took a shot at me. The first thing you said, you took a shot at me. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. Because a lot of times there are women who come into the industry and 
You know, they just they're just laugh along or go, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. And I just said, yeah, right. <laughs> uh-huh. Like uh-huh. you just did. <laughs> right. And you weren't that person. No, but my me. one prerequisite was I cannot deliver the news seriously, so please don't expect me to yeah. do that. And then everything fell into place because on our radio show, we're also partnered with the news for now, yep. and we have Heather Myers come in. So it was like everything that I, I it was a dream scenario, and it still is. And what's such a trip, too. Is that also, you know, when we were first meeting and talking about podcasting, one of the podcast ideas I had was us doing a bit where we just read postings from next door. Right. And here we are reading postings from next door on the radio every day. And that's something we'll incorporate into this podcast. This is more of an intro and a way to share an interview we did on the radio. Which is so funny that it's full circle because this is who we're gonna, about to play as my podcast hero and also someone that you've worked with in the past. Yeah, yeah. When he was doing Love Line with Dr. Drew, Adam Carolla, uh, I was doing the morning show or at the time at 91X and there were a lot of crossovers and doing mornings to the Love Line show. I remember, in fact, I did a bit talking about um, a way to enhance oral sex is by incorporating Altoids. Oh, yeah. That for, does. for men. Yep. I don't know if it ever worked on the women. No, Tic Tacs are so. better. The, the orange Tic Tacs for us. <laughs> okay, <but> for, <laughs> or that bubble yum that you did, like the, the pitcher's gum. For the men, it was the Altoids and the oral, and yep, it gives some extra pleasure or sensation. Well, I remember talking about it on the air and having tried it out with my a girl at the time. Was it that girl Cricket? No, no. no. Okay. This is pre-Cricket. Okay. Where did this girl... I think this girl was a student at San Diego State. Whoa. Yeah, I was being a bad boy. Like, like she was a senior, and I was like, I don't know, like in my late 20s, maybe. Oh, okay. That's Not good. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Not we, too bad. Yeah, it's fun to date older. But nonetheless, it was, um, it was a fun experience, and I talked about it, and then I remember Adam Carolla on Loveline, he national talking about it? No way. Discussing... It and the Altoids. And, and I the, can see Dr. Drew saying why you shouldn't do it. Why you shouldn't it will, do yeah. it. The whole bit. But yeah, we had some crossover early in my career here in San Diego. And he's someone that you've obviously idolized and worshipped based on his podcasting and that platform. Yeah. Right? Yep. He's really my career hero because he's uh, in this age now where everyone's getting canceled and, and in trouble for just the most minor of things. Adam's really built his own pirate ship of being able to have his own sponsors and have his own shows that he is makes just on him. He makes a shit ton of money He has like a million cars and more about the, the um, I'm just always impressed with his stamina to be able to podcast like, you know, at least five or six different episodes a day. He has it's so amazing. much going on and uh, he's also... You know, stand up. He makes documentaries, as we hear in this this interview, and I just love um, his all his skills. I'm yeah. a big fan of that, and I look I up to him a lot. You. Yep, he's a hardworking sob, and uh, you were very excited. We spend about ten minutes or so with him mm-hmm. in this conversation, but when he comes back through town in December, we'll do a more long form. Again, this is just more of an introductory episode. Uh, do you want to thank some of our sponsors? Uh, we've got March and Ash, highest rated, highest pun intended, dispensary here in San Diego. You go in there, you'd think, Meryl, you were shopping at Nordstrom. That's what I've liked. I've seen pictures of it, and it's all like it's white incredible. and funky, and that, I'm, I like that. It's like a Whole Foods of, it's of beautiful. stores. Yeah, I like They've that. They've got a space in Mission Valley out in Imperial if you're like going to Arizona or the desert or on your way back. And then they got a spot opening in Vista, one coming in the South Bay. Local guys, good dudes, uh, family operation. And uh, they're above bar, and they're doing it the right way. So thank you to March and Ash. Also, thank you to Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance. 
They've been helping us out and part of the network forever in a day on a previous episode. The owner there talking about Mexican and Baja cuisine with your boy. Love that too. Troy Johnson. Oh, Troy. He was part of that episode. See, that's the cool thing though. Moving forward, you can be part of the conversation. Good. You can run the show. Yeah, I will. Do you want to thank your friends at Mr. Moto too? Love Mr. Moto Pizza. They have five different locations in San Diego. They're really good because they have like the flat style. There's a lot of the pizzas here are too doughy. I agree with you. They're like extra doughy. I know. And Mr. Moto's has the perfect blend of cheese and sauce. They're great people. They also have like their main guy, the owner, has the uh, like the Luigi type mustache. They have the real deal. Yep. So they're super cool. And I'm a I'm a definitely a pizza snob. And I'll say, because I've only had it once. Yeah, you were your arms were crossed and you were not having it because you love, what, the Bronx? I love here? Bronx. I love my Sicilian thing. Yep, I and they brought it Luigi's, in. <laughs> and they brought it in, and I loved it. Yeah, I could I see you kind of it. like being standoffish at first, and then you took a couple bites, and it's you're very, like, okay. Yeah, because it's more gourmet-ish. At yeah. first, you know, it's just more, I don't know, it's just, I like that old New York style, mm-hmm. and it, it's a mix of that with kind of your fancy schmancy pizzas. Totally. And they nail it. Mr. Moto Pizza. Look for him here in San Diego as we turn it over to Adam Carolla, who's talking about his new documentary. And he also falls in love with Meryl's name. I can't believe you guys hearing that is like, imagine your hero saying multiple times that they love your name. It really was amazing. <laughs> Even if it's for the love boat, I'll take it. And what's cool, too, is that this interview, important to note, didn't happen the first time and you were so bummed you went home crying. I went home and cried. Yeah, I had a very long morning to begin with and then we recorded with him and we got about two minutes into the interview and his phone started getting really garbled and marbled and you and I had to stop the interview and then he tried to call back and it didn't work out and then we talked to his publicist and she was like, would you like to talk with anyone else from the film? And And we didn't even know if he was going to be available but then he was super nice and called us back a couple days and honestly it's like, it's an example of sometimes when things that you really want to have Happen when it doesn't happen, a lot of times it's okay because it's going to be even better when it does happen in the long run. So, I totally agree mm-hmm. with that, Adam Carolla. Hey, it's uh, it's a pretty big deal for Meryl to be talking to you. I love that name, Meryl. You do, by the way. Meryl was the first name of Captain Steubing in the Love Boat. Oh my gosh, you know yes. that. We have a Yacht Rock segment here, and we talk about that all the time. We play Yacht Rock every morning at 6.50, and I call her Meryl Steubing for that exact reason. It's such such a great name. <laughs> so, and, and you know all the rest of the names of everyone from the Love Boat? I Gopher, don't. Isaac, Julie, Doc. That's where I stop. You know what's kind of crazy about the love boat, if you think about it? You take Doc. He was the ship's doctor, right? <laughs> his, his through line was trying to have sex with passengers. <laughs> that was the running show. You're so right. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that today in the Me Too woke movement where the doctor on a cruise ship would be like, oh, come on in, Mrs. Jenkins. Hop <laughs> up on the table. Would you like some sedatives? I'll come to your cabin tonight. Like, what could be creepier or it, who who lacks less boundaries? I know that's <laughs> right. weird, That is very true. That's so spot on. And you know he was working in cahoots with Isaac, too, and they were slipping stuff in people's drinks. Imagine you're riding the love boat, the pilot, and you're like working out the beats. Like Isaac, he's a cool bartender. He'll give you five. And uh, Captain Meryl Steubing, he's by the book, but he's got a heart of gold. And then there's the doctor. 
he's trying to have sex with passengers. <laughs> it would not fly in 2019, which is obviously the subject of your new yeah. documentary. Yes, Adam. Yes, no safe spaces. No safe spaces, and it's playing now, and I've watched it, and I am just blown away at how it really is out there. It is uh, college campuses are, you know, we, we don't hang out on college campuses uh, that often. So you don't really get a full flavor for what it is going on on college campuses, but it's getting crazy. I've heard Seinfeld, who to me is the cleanest, most vanilla comic on the planet, say he won't do colleges anymore. He's in the movie, too. You guys have him talking in the documentary. Yeah, they... Uh, no, he won't. Many comedian friends of mine won't. It's just, it's not worth it. They don't want to go out to that audience anymore. These kids are so sensitive and so woke and have been so indoctrinated. It, it's insane. And it's, it's sad because kids need resilience. I mean, you have to be resilient. And in order to be resilient, you have to have something push back against you. I, I agree with I, that say in the film, you know, when they send astronauts up to the space station for an extended period of time, they lose bone mass and muscle mass and bone density because they're in a zero gravity environment. The campuses are a zero gravity environment and the kids are starting to atrophy. (laughs) (laughs) They are. One scene I couldn't believe is where a woman got in trouble for being intellectually neutral, like not having an opinion. She got, you know, fired or whatever. Yes, because she didn't have an opinion on a uh, a controversial issue. Yeah, she was a Canadian professor, I think, and she brought in, or she was a teacher in Canada, and I think she brought in some Jordan Peterson thing for people to listen to and sort of form their own opinions. And the teacher was going, these are kids. And she was saying, they're not kids. They're 18 and 19 years old. And the, and her boss, the principal, basically, or the dean said, yeah, they're 18 or 19, but not like 18 or 19, you know, like when we were 18 or 19. They're like 18, 19, 10-year-olds. Yeah. Like, they can't handle it. Right. And I think we benefit a lot from being a longtime fan of yours. I've grown to also appreciate people like Ben Shapiro and people that I may not totally agree with, but they're intelligent people. And I just appreciate listening to what they have to say. Yeah. Listen to everyone's opinions. You won't agree with all of them. You may agree with some of them. And then just kind of cherry pick ideas and build yourself a nice gin rummy hand. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because it really does. The reason why I'm looking forward to seeing your movie, Adam, is because a couple of weeks ago here, I got into trouble with HR because I said the word moist on the air. <laughs> yeah, people called in upset. And people called in upset, and I offended women for saying the word moist next to uh, the name Shakira playing the halftime show. And as a result, uh-huh. I got written up, honestly. And it's not a slam on my company. It's a slam on the on the culture that we live in today. Agreed. Uh, shall I say the word moist a yes. few times? Or? Go Please, for it, buddy. Adam, we love you so much. <laughs> it would make Meryl very, to use the word, happy. I'm Just not happy. Going to no, use it. I respect happy. him. Happy. I love his wife, too. I'm very respectful to the whole family. It's not <laughs> like that. Don't you think if you follow the word moist with towelette, it makes it good again? Yes. yes. Makes- I love a moist towelette. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that being said, the words and the hashtag Me Too did get brought up. And I was offended that it was getting used against me as somebody who's a parent. I love my wife. I give to my community. I'm respectful to women. And I found myself indirectly wrapped up in it for saying that word, which is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, look. It, it just it, it's called a progressive movement, as I tell people all the time. It's got the word progress and movement built into the title. It never hits a finishing line. There is no goal. You just keep moving forward and just keep going for the next thing. So, you know, if you're done with cigarette smoke, go for secondhand smoke. If you're done with secondhand smoke, invent thirdhand smoke. <laughs> just keep going you're right if you're done with third hand smoke go after vaping i know Just keep going they don't they don't stop they never stop and and people need to stand up and tell them no i'm not going to apologize right I, I i'm you have to stop and that's part of your success too is i think you're unapologetic and people know that you're going to be you and you know not not bend for anyone well i have opinions they usually turn out to be right and <laughs> yes. i don't mind sharing them whether they like them or not Let's do a solid plug for No Safe Spaces. So where can people see it, Adam? Well, you can go to nosafespaces.com. It's in San Diego now. Uh, it's in Denver as well, and it's, gonna, and it's in Phoenix, and it's going to expand into the rest of the country. But if you just go to nosafespaces.com, you will find the theater that it's either at or coming to near you. Okay, perfect. Okay, and you're going to be in San Diego in December at the Belly Up, and yeah. we'd love to resync with you when you're back in town and continue the convo. Yeah, no problemo. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'll still be named Meryl. I'm so excited. <laughs> I promise not to change my name. <laughs> right on, buddy. Well, thank you so much, Adam. We really appreciate your time. We, we love, love you. what you do. You're an inspiration, and keep being you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank Anytime. you so, so, so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there he goes, your boy. Bye, Adam. See you in December. We're going to, yeah. When he's in town, we'll make sure that we link up, sync up with him. Yeah. And uh, that'll be a one-hour episode. One-hour episode followed by, like, I'm thinking at dinner, maybe breakfast the next morning. Like Birthing lunch. his children. Yeah. No, maybe not that much. <laughs> you would love it. And uh, thanks for checking us out here. Talking story, getting rebranded with my friend Merrill as we uh, chart new paths together as we close out 2019 and welcome 2020 with much more. Thanks for being with us. Be sure to subscribe and uh, more to come.